What's up, Anchor? Kaylee Chella checking back in with today's top stories. President Trump, who's been highly critical of the law enforcement response to the Florida school shooting, says he would have rushed in unarmed if he'd been there. Speaking to a room full of governors at the White House, Trump said Monday, quote, You don't know until you're tested, but I think I really believe I'd run in there even if I didn't have a weapon. And I think most of the people in this room would have done that, too. Trump's heroic hypothetical vividly demonstrated his frustration at the way the deadly events unfolded at the school in Parkland, Florida. His session with the governors in Washington for their annual winter meeting was heavily focused on finding ways to address the massacre of 17 students and teachers in a Valentine's Day shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. It was the latest gathering in which the president spoke of a need to enact new gun control measures as well as act to improve school safety. The Supreme Court on Monday rejected the Trump administration's highly unusual bid to bypass a federal appeals court and get the justices to intervene in the fate of a program that protects hundreds of thousands of young immigrants from deportation. The announcement means the case affecting Dreamers will have to work its way through the lower courts before any Supreme Court ruling is possible. The case could also become moot if Congress takes action in the meantime. Right now, however, efforts to address the issue in Congress have hit a stalemate. The Supreme Court's decision for now to stay out of the case on the Obama-era Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA, wasn't surprising. It's highly unusual for the Supreme Court to hear a case before a lower appeals court has considered it. But DACA supporters have hailed the decision as a significant, if only temporary, win. Trump said the case would now be heard by an appeals court and, quote, we'll see what happens from there. The sheriff's deputy assigned to guard the Florida high school that was the scene of a mass shooting never entered the building to confront the suspect because he believed the gunfire was coming from outside, his attorney said Monday. Scott Peterson has been called a coward and worse for failing to stop the massacre that killed 17 people at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. The criticism intensified Monday as President Trump blasted the deputy and other officers who were there, saying they, quote, weren't exactly Medal of Honor winners. Peterson's attorney issued his first public statement about the attack, saying it was patently untrue that the deputy failed to meet sheriff's department standards or acted with cowardice at the scene of the February 14th attack. He resigned after Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel said he felt sick to his stomach over his deputy's failure to intervene. In a statement, his attorney said, quote, Let there be no mistake, Mr. Peterson wishes that he could have prevented the untimely passing of the 17 victims on that day, and his heart goes out to the families of the victims in their time of need. The sheriff's account of Peterson's actions that day was a quote-unquote gross oversimplification of the events, the attorney said. Peterson's statement said he and a security specialist ran to the scene at first word of the shooting, a report that mistakenly said firecrackers were being set off near one of the buildings. He then heard gunshots, but, quote, believed those gunshots were originating from outside the buildings. Following his training to seek cover and assess the situation in the event of outdoor gunfire, he, quote, took up a tactical position between two nearby buildings while alerting dispatchers and initiating a code red lockdown of the campus. Radio transmissions indicated that there was a gunshot victim in the area of the football field, adding to his belief that the shooting was outside. Florida Governor Rick Scott's office has asked the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to investigate the police response and the agency confirmed it would begin the probe immediately. The Associated Press reports that Bill Cosby's 44-year-old daughter, Enza Cosby, died in Massachusetts from kidney disease. Spokesman Andrew Wyatt did not immediately offer other details about her death on Friday, saying, quote, please keep the Cosby family in your prayers and give them peace at this time. 
Bill Cosby lost another of his five children in 1997 when his 27-year-old son, Ennis, a graduate student at Columbia University, was shot to death while changing a flat tire near a freeway off-ramp in Los Angeles. A 22-year-old man was later convicted and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Enza Cosby spoke out on her father's behalf before his trial last year on charges he drugged and molested a woman at his suburban Philadelphia home in 2004. He has pleaded not guilty and remains free on bail ahead of his retrial scheduled for April 2nd. His first trial ended with a hung jury last year. A Syrian monitoring group and paramedics say that despite the UN ceasefire resolution, new bombardment of the rebel-held suburbs east of Damascus killed 10 people as airstrikes and bombing resumed. Syrian state TV broadcast live footage showing the Harasta suburb being pounded by airstrikes and artillery. The Britain-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights and the opposition's Syrian Civil Defense, also known as White Helmets, said nine died in an airstrike shortly after midnight in the suburb of Douma, and one person was killed in Harasta on Monday morning. The new deaths bring the two-day death toll in eastern Gouda to 24. Despite UN Security Council's unanimous approval on Saturday of a resolution demanding a 30-day ceasefire across Syria. On Sunday, 14 were killed. All right, guys, that's all I got for now. I will check back with you tomorrow. This is Kaylee Chella signing off.